I think most people are kind of tired with that, that old mentality. And yeah. so the idea that we have to keep our work life and our personal life completely 100% separated for most people, I tell them to, to quit worrying about it oh, um, yeah. because that's a big stressor for a lot of people. Like um, I, I can't tell you how many times I end up having a call with somebody or even like doing a podcast because I have a podcast uh, too, but, and like one of my guests, like their kid will come in or their dog will bark and they're like freaking out. I'm like, it's, it's seriously fine. Like we have personal lives. <laughs> you know? It's okay. You know, and yeah. I think we forget that it's okay that we're real people behind the mic. We're real people behind the business because it doesn't make, you know, you less of a business owner, less good at what you do, less anything that you have a personal life and a kid. That Empower Nation, welcome to Empower Her Money podcast. I am your host, Angela Duncan, speaker, best-selling author, serial entrepreneur. We're talking all things money and business. On today's episode, I am going to be interviewing Maria Daniels with Successfully Chaotic. She's also a multiple podcast host, and she is going to teach us why it's important to set a meeting with yourself. And today's episode is sponsored by Free Money Tips Book. Dot com freemoneytipsbook.com seven steps to get you started on your financial journey hello maria welcome to empower her money podcast how are you i'm actually doing great the sun finally came out here i'm in southern ohio and it has been gray and gross today but the sun just came out and i was like ooh so i'm going to go outside here in a little bit after we get done the show <laughs> <laughs> sounds good i'm in miami so the sun is always oh, the sun's here. always out there so yeah. you had to make me jealous with that one i guess <laughs> So Maria, tell us a little bit about you, your journey, how you got to what you're doing today. Well, it is like most people, it's a long journey, but I, I had started out my world actually in the wellness world. I've been in the wellness world for 23 years at this point. And then I got into the marketing world um, about 15 years ago. And there's a long story, like most people have how that happened. And, but it basically boils down to, I needed to make more money, <laughs> so, which I know a lot of your listeners probably care a lot about, you know, it was, it was, I was in the middle of a divorce and I had four kids and, you know, my, um, business, uh, was great for a second income, but raised four kids by myself income. I had to kind of start thinking about, okay, what else can I do? to be able to earn some more money. So I ended up going back to school and got into marketing and, you know, fast forward many years later, I ended up remarried and I had three more kids. So if you do a quick math, I have seven children wow. and, um, that was not the plan. I get all kinds of questions about that. I, I never sat down and, you know, journaled out when I was a kid that I wanted to have like all the kids, <laughs> but I wouldn't change it now, but it's definitely been kind of a wild ride. But my 14-year-old's on the spectrum. So again, wasn't a plan. I didn't like order it that way. It just it happened. And, you know, it's been one of those things. It's been the best thing that ever happened in my life, which sounds crazy, but it, it uh, kind of pushed me out of my comfort zone and encouraged me to start my own business. I don't know that I really would have done that if it hadn't been for him, but it became very hard to go and work, you know, the typical corporate 
job when I really didn't know what kid I had that day because, you know, he, you know, every day, if anybody's listening has any experience with kids on the spectrum, it's, it's different every single day, which it is with all kids, but with the spectrum of that, it's like that on steroids. So, you know, it became, um, you know, a good idea for me to try to start my own business. And it's funny because I mentioned earlier that I've been in the wellness world for 23 years. I kind of had my own business, but I kind of freelanced through different gyms. So I never had to fully do it all, like all the back end stuff. It was more me just popping in with my agreements. And, you know, I did do all my own marketing and stuff. So it was, I only had to do like still kind of the front end of it. So I, when I started my business, I started to get pretty arrogantly like, oh, I've got this. I mean, I've, you run business. I've worked corporate. I know what I'm doing. And I always tell people you start a business because of the one or two things that you do amazingly. And then you figure out very, very quickly, all the things that you do not do amazingly. (laughs) It was um, kind of a little bit of a learning curve on some of those things. And I like on the, and the thing that you sent um, in the invite, it said something about, um, like the the things that I would recommend not doing with money as well. And I like that because I think sometimes that's more important than what to do. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one of the things I always say is because I learned it the hard way is there's two things that you should always hire out first. And even though I'm in marketing world, it's not marketing. <laughs> it's not, it is, it is legal and accounting and legal. Luckily I didn't get in any legal trouble, you know, luckily, but the accounting, it, I The first year I was doing my books, and for your listeners that aren't watching this, I'm using quotation marks because they were not books. They were like glorified checkbook that I, <laughs> I didn't know how to do books. And I take it to my accountant at the end of the year, and he was like, what is this? I was like, it's my books for you to do. No. <laughs> so I had he had to go backwards and forensically go over all of my stuff, which was very expensive, very costly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it was early in my business. So I had no money. <laughs> so it was terrible. I had to like scrape together to be able to pay all this. And so that was a very expensive lesson. So that is definitely always one that I mention because it is much cheaper. Yes, it's one more thing to pay, you think, but it's much cheaper to go ahead and pay somebody to, you know, do your books if that's not your forte. It is not mine. Um, than to have to pay to have somebody go forensically and do it. <laughs> yeah. And it's probably more expensive at that point for them to dive into everything and to far more. fix everything than if you would have just hired them in the beginning. 100% far, far, far more. I mean, I, 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 I don't even know the percentage, but it's a lot. Um, and, you know, it's funny. I have two accountants now because I have several businesses and I have two different accountants and literally they know their job. Their job is basically just to keep me out of jail because that is not my, I am not good at that. You know, I can make money all day long. I am great at making money. Um, I can even manage it. But as far as like looking back to what I've done and trying to reconcile, I, I'm very ADHD and I cannot like, that is not my thing. Yeah. So you just touched on you are good at making money. Let's talk about that. Yes. Yes. So, I mean, I think people overthink the whole making money thing. Um, Mm -hmm. It's actually not as hard as we think it is. We like basically the definition of any business or product is basically something somebody will pay you for or to do. So like a lot of times we overthink all of the things that we could potentially be doing, whether it be like a service or a product, because it's so 
I guess, second nature to us that we don't think about how to monetize that. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I, I guess, yeah, I mentioned a second ago that I'm a little ADHD. Well, I'm definitely I, like I was diagnosed in my 40s. Um, and then honestly, when I finally was diagnosed, I was like, my whole life makes sense now. <laughs> my, whole, <laughs> my whole life makes uh-huh. sense now. Um, but one of the things that the way that my brain works is I naturally kind of automatically see how to monetize things. It's just something like, I didn't realize that was not how lots of people did it. Like, it's just Mm -hmm. naturally how I look at things. And so, you know, I can look at one thing and go, oh, okay, well, and this also can do this. And I can also do this. And I can also do this with that same, you know, thing. It just automatically. And it took me a while to figure out that that's not necessarily like how everybody's brain works, but the way that it does work is you still have things that you're great at. You still have things that, you know, people would pay you to do. And a lot of times you are kind of overthinking those things and you try to think too far out instead of looking at what's, you know, right in front of you. And I think it's really important for people that are listening to this. If you're, um, maybe you don't own a business yet and you're thinking about it. Um, I, I see a lot of people spend so long in that research phase of what kind of business, you know, could I do? Don't do that. (laughs) Yes. You need to have like a little bit of an idea of what you're going to do, but to spend like so much time researching. I I had a girl that I met and she had been like wanting to start a business like forever. And she had been working on this product for five years, five years. And we're not talking about like something that has to be like tested a thousand times, like something that's like safety issues or, you know, anything like that. Um, obviously that's a whole different thing. It was like a, it was a entrepreneur program. Mm-hmm. So it was something that, yes, there still needs to be like a beta test or some type of little launch or whatever, but five years I was like, by the time that you get this out there, it's not even going to be relevant (laughs) anymore. (laughs) So like, again, I said, I think sometimes people overthink it and, you know, there is a fine line between just launching out complete crap and, you know, spending far too much time on something. You have to kind of look at each, you know, product or service and figure out kind of where that sweet spot is. Yeah. And so you are the marketing person that for me is like one of the things that you hire out because if you're not good at it, then you're just wasting time. Um, talk about some marketing strategies. Like what are you seeing now that it, that is having success with some of your clients? Well, I look at marketing a little bit differently. Um, I am kind of against that cookie cutter like approach to marketing. I always tell people that if you have all the money and all the time, you can do all the things, but I literally know no one that does. <laughs> right. So you really have to kind of look at, okay, what are your things? You know, what's your story? Who do you serve? What do they care about? Because it doesn't make any sense to, it doesn't matter how great the marketing campaign is. If it's not connecting with your target audience, then it's a complete waste of time. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I have people ask me these questions all the time. They're like, should I be doing SEO? Should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And there's no right answer. Yes, no. I mean, it just kind of depends because, you know, I know marketing, there's still some stuff that I just, I don't want to do. I don't, I don't want to <laughs> do it. I know that if I decided to do it, could I get something from it? Probably, but it's not worth it to me. You know, so you have to really look at, you know, what, how much time you have, how much budget you have, because, you know, again, I've worked with fortune 500 companies. It's still, they don't have an endless budget. They're still like budget. Right. So you have to ask yourself what is important to you. Yeah. Yeah. 
And one of the things that we were kind of touching on um, before we started, um, what exactly do you consider as out of the box marketing? Because I mean, I, I know social media, I am not an yeah. expert at marketing by any means, but um, what are some ideas for like out of the box, out of the box thinkers? So I, I again, don't overthink it. Um, lots of things can be content. I, I used to try to keep my personal life and my work life separate when I worked corporate. It was very much expected, right? It was in the corporate world, you show up with this like corporate mask of perfection, like everything is hunky-dory, no matter like what just happened at home. And your life might be a dumpster fire at home, but you're going to show up, you know, with your mask of perfection on. And, I, you know, that was honestly exhausting for me. That's not who I am as a person. If I'm having a great day, then, you know, then fine. I might like be all like happy and like like a happy go lucky. But if I'm having a crappy day, again, I don't want to show up and like be like Debbie Downer, but at the same time, I shouldn't have to like not be who I am. So I think most people are kind of tired with that, that old mentality. And so the idea that we have to keep our work life and our personal life completely 100% separated for most people, I tell them to quit worrying about it Um, because that's a big stressor for a lot of people. Like um, I, I can't tell you how many times I end up having a call with somebody or even like doing a podcast because I have a podcast uh, too, but, and like one of my guests, like their kid will come in or their dog will bark and they're like freaking out. I'm like, it's, it's seriously fine. Like we have personal lives. (laughs) It's okay. You know, and I think we forget that it's okay that we're real people behind the mic. We're real people behind the business because it doesn't make, you know, you less of a business owner, less good at what you do, less anything that you have a personal life and a kid that is three years old and doesn't realize that mom's talking to somebody that they can't also talk to or dad or whoever, (laughs) you know? And I think that that's the big thing. Like people want the authenticity. People want to see themselves in you. Um, a lot of the ways that people used to market is they would be like way up here and they would try to tell you how you could climb that ladder to get to where they are. So they would be kind of almost talking down to you mm-hmm. and not that we ever really loved it. It's like, we didn't see anything different, but now there's both you know sides of that spectrum to where there are the, you know, the, the women or the men out there that are you know, making plenty of money, they're able to do whatever they want to do. And they're in their, you know, sweatpants and the kids running all over the place. And they're telling you how you can, you know, better your business or, you know, whatever the, the, you know, the, the talk is, but, you know, there's not this specific idea of how they should show up because their people are connecting with them in the sweatpants, just the same as they would in the suit. Right. And I think that's the key. Yeah. So you also just touched on podcasts. You have more than one podcast. Talk about how you decided to get started, not just doing one, but multiple podcasts, because oftentimes you don't hear people that say that they have more than one. Um, well, like anything, <laughs> I I had somebody tell me, I do some public speaking and I had somebody tell me after I did actually a, a speaking engagement that was called the same thing as my podcast, Successfully Chaotic. I did this and afterward they were like, wow, that was really great. Like, they're like, you should start a podcast. Yeah. Again, ADHD. I'm like, oh my gosh, I should start a podcast. I had no idea, like absolutely no idea what I was doing. Um, none. And I am definitely that like dive off the cliff type person where I'm like, okay, well, I know what a podcast is. I'm sure I can figure it out. So (laughs) I just dove into it and, you know, like everything else, you make some mistakes along the way, but 
I really fell in love with it. I fell in love with it because I was able to connect with so many people because that was the same reason I enjoyed speaking is, is, you know, there's, there's so much energy and you can connect with people that you never would meet in any other way. And podcasting gives you an easier version of that Mm -hmm. without having to like fly here, fly there, (laughs) you Mm -hmm. know, it gives you a way easier version of that. And the desire to start another one, there was none, there was no desire. Um, It was more (laughs) that my first show broke off because it became very apparent that I needed to touch on this specific topic a little bit more. And I didn't want to get away from my current target market by doing too Mm -hmm. much of this topic. And so the first show broke off and I have a co-host for it. It's called Business Acceleration Playbook. And it's one that we do more like kind of almost in series. So it's not a weekly podcast like Successfully Chaotic is. It's more like it goes out in like a chunk of series. And I have a co-host, Tim Kroll, for that one. And um, I have another one that is more wellness based because I mentioned that I'm in the wellness world. Well, I can talk a lot about wellness on my regular show because it is um, primarily female entrepreneurs are my listeners. We do get some guys too, but it's very much an entrepreneurship show. So we do talk about wellness because that's, again, I look at it from from a holistic view. If you Mm -hmm. eat like crap, you feel like crap, then your business is going to suffer, right? So we can throw some of that in there. But people were asking a lot of very specific types Uh of questions and wanting some more information that would have taken it way off our target. So here, Maria, you know, has to start another show. And, you know, again, it's just kind of how life goes. It's, you know, you kind of ebb and flow and pivot where it needs to pivot. And, you know, I think, honestly, it's the same way as business. You have to ebb and flow in business because if you don't, that's where you end up having, you know, issues. Yeah. So do you use your marketing um, that you teach other people for your podcast as well? Uh, yes and no. I could do a whole lot better. I always tell people I uh, do what I say, not necessarily what I do. Uh-huh. <laughs> at the end of the day, when you do it all day long, at the end of the day, even though you know you should be doing it, it's like, that's the last thing I want to do is to send some more emails uh, most of the time. But we do implement some. We're doing better at it. I've hired in some people to help um, specifically for the podcast here recently. And I think that'll kind of help keep me on track because, you know, my podcast started out as a hobby. Um, mm-hmm. It was more, you know, again, they, I was asked to do it and I was like, okay, I'll do it. And then I never really thought ahead at, Hey, this is something I'm going to keep doing. Mm-hmm. So there was really no plan or goal going into it other than, you know, I had um, a specific target in mind on who I wanted to speak to. And it was more of who I was when, like a lot of us, right. Um, to kind of reach out to people in this kind of the spaces that I was in when I was trying to find some of these um, like people that were saying what I needed to hear, you know, uh, because, you know, that was, I was having a hard time finding it. I was finding a whole lot of, I did this and it was great. And I did this and it was amazing. And, you know, I walked on clouds of awesomeness, but I wasn't finding any, I fell on my face and it really sucked. And, you know, I, I needed that because there was plenty of times where I did win, but then there was also the times where I would fail or something wouldn't go the way that I planned it to go. Yeah. And then I would have this moment of panic where I was like, is this for me? Should I be doing this? And I was looking for that. And at the time I couldn't find it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people start businesses that way when they're thinking about like, what is this? Where does it exist? It doesn't exist. So I'm going to start it. Um, so and, and this will probably be a little bit more of a selfish question because you are the marketing person who's doing podcasts as well. Can you give the audience and myself uh, maybe a tip on how you market your podcast? 
Well, honestly, it depends on your target market, but you do want to make sure that you are connecting with your audience, right? You need to ask yourself like, well, first of all, who are they? Because if you don't know who you're talking to, then you don't really know what they're needing to know. What's their problems? Right. You know, so that that's the first thing. If, if you know, you don't know who your target is, you're not really sure what you need to say. So, you know, once you've got that figured out, you can say, okay, well, what are the, some of their common struggles, some of their common questions, some of their common problems? And then how do I convey that in a way that like they understand? Because another thing is, especially if we're in that industry, we can accidentally use terminology that they have no idea what you're talking yes. about. Yep. And I do that with money. Yeah. <laughs> it happens. Right. And I, I've accidentally done, I've accidentally done it in the, in the, in my wellness world, especially because obviously there's a lot of like medical terminology and Latin words that people are like, what are you talking about? So, you know, it's one of those things that you have to kind of think back and go, okay, well, what would be the common term for this? And I always tell people uh, get on Google trends and actually like look up your industry and you can actually look up to see what are people Googling in your industry? What are they asking? What do they get on getting on Google and asking in your industry? Because then you're able to figure out, okay, well, they're getting on and asking in this way. So that'll help you as far as like how you're titling podcasts, right? Because if they're Googling that term, yes, it may look prettier and sound prettier to be like this. But if you've got a lot of people that are Googling it in a certain way, you're going to be better off doing your title in a, in a mm. similar fashion. Yeah. Um, so like, you know, those, those are some things. And then again, getting feedback from people, like I, I try to get people to be brutally honest with me. If you're like, I don't want to hear you talk about that anymore. It's terrible. Please tell me, please tell, I don't want to do like 10 more episodes on the same topic because nobody's told me that it's awful. Right. <laughs> tell me that's awful. And you don't want to hear anymore. I would rather somebody say that, you know, so try to get feedback, you know, reach out to people, um, be approachable. That's a big thing. Um, you know, I always try to say, think about people that you listen to or that you follow, what are things that connect you? Why do they connect you to them? And yeah. it's, it's always something emotionally based because as humans, we're emotional creatures and we're attracted to some type of emotion. It can be inspirational. It can be sad. It can be, um, it can be scary. I really don't like that one. So don't be using fear. Uh, like I see a lot of people doing that. That's a sales uh -huh. tactic and it works, but it's yeah. not the way to go. You're better than that. But it's something that connects you. Humor, right? Humor is connecting. It's something that's going to connect you with that person. And that will allow you to kind of have that no like and trust, even through a screen or through, you know, your headphones or just reading text, you know, it's able, it's, it gives you the ability to be able to connect on another level. Yeah. So I like those tips. So Google trends, you can use not just for podcasting, but for just about any business. Yeah. Um, so I think that that's really relevant. And then asking feedback, like from your current client base, or if someone's listening to you or checking out your, your marketing, that's a good way for you to figure out, am I hitting my target? What do you think about my ads? Things like that. So I think those are great tips that can be applied to many different businesses and don't cost you anything to do. Yeah. I really like that. And connecting with your client. I love humor. I think to, to me, when I look at marketing, when I see ads, I connect more to the humor piece of it than anything else. Um, sometimes the sad story, I think, you know, during the Super Bowl, there was that one commercial where he went out drinking for a night and stayed out and then came home and the dog thought like, oh my God, my owner's gone. Like that made me yeah. cry. Um, yeah. But the humor piece of the marketing side, I, I love a lot more. So that's good. Um, so as we start to wrap up here, uh, Maria, I have a fun question for you. Okay. If you could have a superpower, 
what would it be and why? I like this question. I would actually like be able to, to be able to stop time. Um, do you ever see that movie click with Adam Sandler? Yes. That like that, except I wouldn't use it for evil. Like he went too far. <laughs> he went too far in a lot of ways. And it always made me mad when I watched that movie. I'm like, no, you didn't do it right. If you mm. would just use it the correct way, that could have worked out great, but he had to use it the wrong way. So I, it would definitely be that because I think as a mom, as a wife, you know, as a friend, as a business owner, we always feel like there's just not enough time, you know, and that's another thing that I tell, you know, my clients, my friends, my listeners, you're always going to feel like you're failing at something. Yeah, that, That's the reality. I mean, I don't want to, you know, be like, again, Debbie Downer here, but you're always going to feel like you're failing at something. If you're, you know, heavy focused on your business at that moment, you're going to feel like you're not there for your family enough. And if you're there for your family, because they're needing a lot of your attention, you're going to feel like you're not doing enough for your business. And yeah. Sadly, that's just the reality of it. And you have to kind of figure out your own sense of balance. And it's never going to be this 50-50 balance. That would be great, but it's not. It's going to be whatever balance is at that moment for you. And I always tell people it's a little bit like playing the balloon game. Do you ever play it as a kid where you're just trying to keep the balloons in the air? Yes. It's that. I mean, that's, yes. that's, that's how it is. You're just trying to keep the balloons in the air. And you're in charge of how many balloons that you're putting in the air. So, you know, if you find yourself having a hard time keeping them up in the air, it's time to remove one of them, you know, whatever it is. And I have to do that on a regular basis. I actually set meetings with myself to look over my calendar to say, okay, what's serving me? What's not serving me? Yes. And I have to do that because I am the queen of busyness. That is my drug of choice is adding more things to my calendar because it fits in there nicely. It's so great on there and it fits in all the little sections, but in my real life, not so much. And, you know, and I think that, you know, that's something that I think a lot of people kind of struggle with. So yeah, it would definitely be the Paul's time thing. Yeah, I love that. Awesome. Maria, so if our audience wants to get in touch with you, if you can um, also name off your podcast again, because if they're listening to this, maybe they want to tune into your podcast as well. And then how do people reach you? Yeah, it's uh, Successfully Chaotic is my main podcast, and you can actually find any of the other ones through there. And you can find me online anywhere at Successfully Chaotic or under uh, Maria Daniels. Awesome. Really, really appreciate your time today. Some great information. Always tell the audience not just listen, but implement and take action. So I appreciate your time today, Maria. Thanks for being on Empower Her Money. Absolutely. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Empower Her Money podcast. Make sure you leave me a five-star review, share this podcast, subscribe, and share the message.